continue worshiping together today, you may turn in your favorite Bible app or the and receive this reading from the book of Exodus, beginning in chapter 17, verse 1. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages, commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses said to them, why do you, why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with So Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah because the world and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? And now receive this reading from the letter to the Philippians 2. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. Therefore God also highlighted him and gave him the name that is above every name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, 
enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and arguing. May be blameless and innocent. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world. It is by your holding the word of life that I can boast on the day of Christ that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out as a libation over the sacrifice and the offering of your faith, and rejoice with all of you. And in the same way, you must be glad and rejoice with me. Receive what the Spirit is saying. We invite all of us now together to pray. God, we thank you that you hold us, that you protect us and keep us, guide us and be with us in this moment. Help us to trust you more. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, for you, God, are our strength and salvation. When circumstances are difficult, it's really tempting to get nostalgic about the good old days, days before government shutdowns were even the days when it didn't occur to most Americans that they needed to worry about the sustainability of our democracy, the days when our lives were perhaps a little less complicated by all the days when lightning bugs or fireflies, if that's what you called them, when they still lit up summer nights, there were so many of them. The days in Egypt as slaves. Wait, it's, one of these things is not like the others. But that last one, that's what we receive in our text for today, yearning for the good old days before we were thirsty, the good old days of slavery back in Egypt. The Israelites have been journeying by stage, chained by meat and manna as promised by God, and resting on the Sabbath. And now at their camp, there is no water. And so, hearkening back to those good old days, after Moses, blaming him for their thirst and demanding that he give them water. They twist the knife even deeper, saying that Moses has brought them out of Egypt with thirst. What a terrible thing for a leader to hear. I wonder whether the people had gotten confused about who was providing for them. I mean, did they really think that Moses could wave his magic like Harry Potter or say magic words like the fairy godmother's bibbidi-bobbidi-boo and water would just magically appear? But Moses knew that he did not 
to conjure water in the desert, and so turns to God, and God does not hesitate, but simply lays out the plan, take some of your people ahead of the congregation, the place where I will be, my presence will be there at the rock, and come to that place with your staff that you used at the Nile, and strike the rock with your staff. And Moses was available to God, was responsive obedient to God, did all that God asked, and it is implied water pours out from the rock. God has provided for the people's need. It's that the place doesn't get named for the gift of water, but rather for the testing, in Hebrew, Massah, and quarreling, in Hebrew, Meribah, of the people. Massah and Meribah of the people becomes the name. Perhaps that name serves as a reminder to them at the time and perhaps to us down the ages, a reminder of God's compassion. That even in the face of grumbling and grumpiness and short memory, the ways that we blame others and blame God for whatever difficulty we face, that even then, God's compassion flows and is poured out, giving us what we need. Today, as we launch our annual campaign to secure funding for the life-giving work that God will do in and through Foundry in 2024, plenty of challenges. Foundry, like every other faith community and civic organization after the pandemics of the last three years, is in a time of rebuilding, sorting out way who are now steady members of our online congregation, who are still around in the area but who have drifted away due to formation of new habits or other concerns, and who members of our congregation who are still looking for connection and ways to serve. We're rethinking and rebuilding our staff model for this next season with an emphasis on cultivating leadership for the work God is calling us to do. And as a congregation, we will journey by stages through a strategic visioning process that will continue into the next year. And like any process like that, it's unknown, it's uncertain. We don't know where spirit will lead. And then, of course, 2024 is both a general conference year for us United Methodists, with all of the anxiety and uncertainty among us, and it is a presidential election year. That is already inspiring a lot of fear. And in the midst of all that change and uncertainty, we at Foundry continue to strive for financial sustainability that allows for the ebbs and the flows of congregational life in the District of Columbia, and that also fuels growth and new vision. And trying to do all of that at a time when everything Everything costs a whole lot more. Considering all of this, 
One option is to focus on the gaps, to, to really dig into the places where there seems to be less than there was in the past, or to worry that we're not going to have enough, or to be fearful about the future, or to entertain the mindset. Like looking around and only perceiving sand and dryness and rocks and thirst. Like a desert that we're going to need to cross with no water. But God's modus operandi, since the very beginning of the whole story, is to do new things, to do life-giving things, right at the point we think it's not possible, and right when we need it most. Maybe some of you could tell a story about how that has worked in your own life, how God has shown up for you in that way. For the Israelites, it was in the wilderness, being given manna and water from a rock. And notice that God uses what is already present, what is available, who is available to provide what is needed. Moses is available and responsive to God's call, and Moses takes up his non-magic staff and becomes an instrument through which God's power flows. That makes me think of the words of Sufi mystic poet Hafiz who writes, I am a hole in the flute that Christ's breath moves through. Each one of us and we collectively instruments through which the breath of God, the power of God may flow. It's a similar idea to what we read in Philippians 2. The Revised English Bible translation of the first passage reads, If then our common life, if our common life in Christ yields anything to stir the heart, any consolation of love, any participation in the spirit, warmth of affection or compassion. In other words, if we've let Christ in, if Christ fills our hearts and minds, we will be able to live together in unity and with humility and self-giving love and with joy. The breath, the spirit of Christ's love, compassion, and power moves us to create a certain kind of person and a certain kind of community. Eugene Peterson interprets verses one through four this way. If you've gotten anything at all out of Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Now that right there is a different kind of community 
than many that are offered in the world today. Imagine for even a moment what it would look like for a community to live in that way. Any community, a small community, a large community. It would be a wonder to behold. And when Paul introduces the ancient hymn to Christ found in verses 6 to 11, he writes, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. The phrase, in you, and that's important. Perhaps better translated, let the same mind be among you that was in Christ Jesus. You see, what we're talking about here is not an individual endeavor. This is together in such a way that we embody and show what it looks like for the Christ's breath to be poured out into us and to flow through and among us. Christ himself poured himself out in humility and love, not asking for special treatment, not taking the easy way out, not avoiding the hunger and the thirst of the wilderness, the ups and the downs of community life, suffering of the cross, but rather trusting in God's provision and power. By becoming empty, Jesus made space for and became full of God's power, power that was poured out with and for others. It's one thing to know that God is with us and will provide for us in our wilderness places. It's something else altogether to realize that in our current circumstance, we are called to let the mind of Christ, the breath of Christ, the spirit of Christ to be in us and among us in community so that we can do what we did and pour ourselves out with and for others. As we continually empty ourselves, allowing ourselves to receive the grace, love, and power that flows from God, God will make us a certain kind of community. As we make space and allow God to fill us, God will make of us a certain kind of community, one that is the thirst of bodies and souls, one that responds and does our part to meet the needs around us, one that trusts God to sustain and guide us through the challenges of this present moment in our congregation and in our nation, one that remembers the compassion and providence of God and rejoices in streams of possibility instead of complaining about what feels lost. God pours into us what we need so that we may provide what others need. Jesus the Christ gave himself for us so that we may go into this beautiful, broken world for others in humility, in peace, in power, and in love. As we gather at the table today, remember your place among God's people all around the world. Give God's abundant love and mercy so freely poured out. And pray that God might reveal or continue to reveal where you are called to be poured out for others. Amen.